Good morning, it's DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up this morning, the Jazz win again. Will they ever lose at home again? They lost their first two home games, haven't lost since. Beat Memphis twice, Friday and Saturday. Did a better job of closing out Saturday than Friday. It's not every night that you see a team win a game on a jump ball. I don't know that I've ever seen that before, but now I've seen it. So we got that coming up for you uh, later this hour. Also, the Utes hire a basketball coach, Craig Smith, the Aggies basketball coach. Not the first time, and Aggie has left for another job in state. If you go back to Liddell Anderson, but still, uh, we got a lot of you commenting on Facebook about what you think about that hire. You'll hear from Craig Smith and Mark Harlan coming up in just a few minutes. We can start with Zach Wilson, his pro day on Friday, and then his throw going viral as he rolls left to the hash mark and throws across his body off balance, fifty yards down field in the middle of the field on the money. It was an impressive throw. Everybody was doing and on, but it's just also his poise, you know, talking about his future as well. Let's listen to Zach Wilson here as he gets grilled about going to the NFL and probably the Jets because he is now a consensus number two pick. Last night on Talking Sports, we showed you a half dozen mock drafts, uh, Fox, ESPN, um, uh, I can't even remember all the websites we went to. Oh, CBS, uh, Pro Football Focus. Uh, there, there were a ton of them, a half dozen of them. They all, every single one, had him going number two to the Jets. Here's Zach Wilson. Zach, uh, what do you feel is uh, going through this this draft process? What has maybe separated you, you think, from potentially other quarterback proce- prospects in this process? Yeah, there's a lot of good ones, you know, for sure. Uh, this draft is is full of, of good players. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of good quarterbacks I've worked with out in California as well. Uh, you know, something I feel like that separates me is, uh, you know, just my passion for the game. Uh, I really, I really put a lot of time into what I do, and uh, you know, throughout all the all the years and stuff, you know, I've really just you know dedicated my life to football. You know, it's really it's crazy. You know, when people try to ask me what I do outside of football, you know, football is really my life. You know, it's like it's like everything I got going on. So. Uh, somebody that can extend plays, somebody that can make something happen uh, outside of the offense when things break down is, is something I, I take a lot of pride in. How would you assess, what was your best pass today, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, we we, uh, we drilled a good one, a high corner to Leva. We hit a, a corner post to Leva as well down the middle. Uh, two that came off pretty well. Um, you know, missed a couple too many balls on the ground. You know, things I got to clean up, so... Zach, talk about today. I know you only threw, but what was it like watching all your boys compete and and being out there in front of all the scouts with all the attention and, and everything? What was it like being out there? Yeah, so happy for these guys, man. They're all living out their dreams, and uh, you know you can definitely tell they all put in the work. We had some crazy numbers today. Um, guys did some some awesome awesome things that I know scouts are going to be all over. And so, uh, you know, it's great to be out here with them one last time. You know, kind of flashback of all those memories when you pull up t- to BYU. But you know, super proud of those guys and everything that they've worked for. You know, they made me want to go out there and run my forty. How much? How nice is it to be able to draw more eyes because of all the attention you're getting? That hopefully maybe those eyes will also see those guys. Yeah, most definitely. You know, that, that was one thing I think was a huge advantage for those guys is is to get them in front of some big time teams and hope that, you know, those guys would give them a, a chance and look at those guys and see what skills they have and, and see, you know, that's the reason for a lot of my success at BYU was, you know, I had some great players around me. Let's go to uh, Rich Semini next and then Brian Costello. Hey, Zach. Uh, thanks for the time. Um, out here in New York, there's a lot of intrigue, uh, them holding the second pick in the draft. I'm curious, 
I, we saw on TV you had a, a quick moment to chat with their general manager, Joe Douglas, afterwards, if you could just tell us that that was like. And also, what kind of interaction virtually, I assume, have you had with them during this entire process? And how's, and how's it going? Yeah, great staff. Love those guys. And, you know, Joe Douglas is a great guy. And it was, you know, good to see him out here. And, um, you know, they got a good thing going. And, uh, you know, my, my Zoom interactions with them has just kind of been like any other team, you know, trying to go through and, and you know, they just try and pick your brain, see what you're about, you know, the way you process things and all that kind of stuff. So it's been good. Hey, Zach, and, uh, another guy from New York here. Um, just curious, have you ever been to New York? And what are your thoughts about, you know, possibly coming here uh, as a number two overall pick. Yeah, New York's a, it's a great spot. You know, I got family around that area and, um, you know, I've been there a couple of times. BYU used to do a, you know, a foundation out there. So uh, we were able to, you know, go and visit and, you know, I'd be happy to play with any team that drafts me. Let's go to uh, Norma Gonzalez and then Jake Hatch. Hey, Zach, was there any like immediate feedback that you got today that you hadn't already heard or anything different? Um, I mean, I, I don't know what extent, I mean, you're, you're talking about, but um, I mean, things have been good. <laughs> like, did you, did you surprise people in a different way? Did you show them something new or something they just hadn't realized? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the goal, the goal of today was to kind of show, you know, kind of what makes me different type of throws that I can make that, you know, I feel like other guys don't practice and don't try and don't try and do. So, I, you know, that was the goal of today was to, you know, be able to show what makes me different. And do you feel like your differences is what sort of makes you um, so highly coveted and like makes you so special as a quarterback? Yeah, I just think the the game of football is changing, especially the quarterback the quarterback position. You know, you want someone that's you know athletic and mobile in the pocket and and can make all the throws, but also extend and, and make things uh, from different angles and, and different things like that. So it was good to work some of that today. Zach, in terms of what you did today, do you feel like you went out and proved exactly what you had trained for in terms of your ability to make all the throws all over the field? Yeah, no doubt. You know, we had some that jumped. We had some, you know, some good ones, uh, you know, definitely some that I wish I just had back, you know, some, some ones I wish I could clean up, but um, you know, the, the goal of today is to, to solidify the film, to show, show coaches, you know, in person, what you're made of, you know, how the ball comes off the hand, how you move in the pocket, how you interact with the guy. So it was good to, to be able to, you know, get that stuff in. Go to John Kuhn and then Chrissy Freud. Zach, um, be, being fully healthy this past season, how much did that allow you to kind of to showcase the full extent of what you can do as a quarterback and, and, and put those things on film that, that you feel like the NFL scouts needed to see ahead of going into the draft? Yeah, no doubt. You know, that was why I did the shoulder surgery early on is, is just to show these teams that, you know, I get a couple years under my belt of playing, playing with a repaired shoulder and it feels great. You know, I have no issues. It's stronger than it was before. So, you know, I'm glad I got it done. And, and, you know, now coming out here, it's just showing these coaches, uh, you know, that swag to you, which are, which are all about. Zach, Joe Burrow is someone I've been told that you watch a lot of film on. Um, what have you specifically taken from that to apply to your game, and how often do you watch it? 
Yeah, I haven't watched any recently, you know, just because I'm transitioning into the NFL film and stuff, you know, but uh, he's definitely someone I'll be watching, you know, in the NFL now. Uh, but my my junior year last year, he was a huge part, you know, of, of my mental uh, success that I feel like I had the ability to, you know, throw the ball uh, into spots where, you know, maybe you think somebody's covered, but they're really open. You know, I really did a lot of studying in the way that he played the game. And, you know, I think he did it all the right way. He knew he knew exactly what he was doing on every play. He took what the defense gave him and he extended plays down the field. So. I learned a lot from what he did. Okay, our our last two questions. Apologies, we, we don't uh, have more time with Zach, but uh, let's go to, um, sorry, Jay Drew and then Dana Green. Hey, Zach, was the plan all along to just throw today to not do the vertical and some of those other things? We've heard you can dunk a basketball, kind of wanted to see your vertical. Yeah, you know, I thought about doing the vert. You know, I, I actually was training since January to do everything. Um, you know, tweaked my hammy a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we didn't have a combine, so I didn't want to, you know, do everything on the pro day and, and not be able to throw. You know, that was the most important thing for me. So, uh, you know, the plan going in uh, to pro day was to do none of the, the running stuff. You know, I'm going to probably film down the road and make sure I get, you know, some of that just because it's, you know, it's tough watching these guys do their 40s and stuff and not be a part of it. Hey, Zach. Um, are you kind of the same guy that we were covering at Corner Canyon as a, you know, as a person, obviously you've grown physically, you've grown a little mentally, but the same guy who just loves football as much as you did in high school. And also um, you've worked so hard to get where you are, but so many people have helped you as well. Do you, have you thought about now that you're about to hit the big time, how you're going to give back to the people and maybe the communities that, uh, that have helped you get to where you are today? Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I've already had that thought process of what I can do to give back to, to Draper, to the, to the state of Utah. And, uh, you know, that's what you got to remember all from the beginning. You know, you got to have that passion and drive and love for the game just for the game. Uh, you know, there's a lot of distractions when you get to this level. And, uh, you know, for me, that's that's the number one priority is just keeping, you know, level headed and, and being able to every day just have that chip on my shoulder to keep improving, and getting better. How have you changed so much uh, since your days? What's your biggest change growing from high school to, to where you are now? Yeah, you know, you look back and I just think it's all a process. You know, you, you know, your, your development physically, mentally, uh, you know, when you put in the work, the cream always rises to the top. So, uh, you know, I just knew if I kept, kept doing what I could uh, to get better, that it would eventually come through. There is the apparently future jet, Zach Wilson. BYU you got a lot of pub out of that because there's so much interest in New York. Uh, there was a lot of ESPN program in the middle of the day that was showing a lot a video from BYU and that pro day. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the Utes hire a new basketball coach. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. The youth search for a path to return to the glory days has taken them to Logan. Utah hiring Aggie basketball coach Craig Smith over the weekend. And, of course, he went to Utah State, and they were struggling a little bit, and that's why there was an opportunity. And he qualified him for the NCAA tournament three years in a row. They only got to play two games. They lost them both, obviously, the middle year with what I think was probably his best team. They didn't get a chance to win in the tournament because uh, 
you know, there was no tournament, unfortunately. And now Craig Smith is off to the University of Utah. Uh, he took the Aggies there three years in a row. The Utes have only been to the NCAA tournament three times in 15 years. There's been some slippage. Can he turn it around? Here's Craig Smith and Mark Harlan. Good morning to uh, the Utah fan base. Uh, good morning to everyone that cares deeply about Utah athletics and certainly Utah men's basketball. It's a historic day as I introduce Coach here in just a moment. I uh, also want to thank the media that is here. Um, you know, I just, just a couple things. Uh, this process uh, that has been ongoing for oh, about 12 days has been a phenomenal journey uh, to discover how, how many people care about Utah basketball. Um, I've always known that, but boy, have I felt that over this last period of time. I really want to thank uh, some key members of my staff who, who were on this journey with me, particularly Scott Cole, our Deputy Athletic Director, Charmel Green, our Chief Operating o- Officer, Lisa Boyan, who really runs the place uh, at, at Utah Athletics, uh, Paul Kirk, who is just incredible, and of course, Manny Hendricks. Uh, I know he's known for the shot to beat Finnis Dimbo, uh, but he performed incredibly as a key advisor, as did everybody else in this process. I also want to thank Steve Smith, our CFO, who uh, you know stayed up late late last night working on uh, working on the documents with coaches' team. So um, I also want to thank the incredible uh, candidates uh, that I spoke through throughout this process. Just incredible men in all different ways. Some of them were very prominent uh, alums of ours. Uh, who, as typical of a graduate of the University of Utah, have gone on to uh, incredible things in their career. Uh, Special men, all of them, uh, and really, really appreciate their time and engagement in this process. And of course, lastly, I want to thank President Watkins, uh, who has always been an unbelievable leader uh, of this university and certainly of this athletic department. We know that she has a a few short weeks left in her tenure, but just again, want to just say thank you to her and for her enormous guidance uh, in this process, and certainly our board of trustees, who were also very helpful uh, in all of this. So here we are, uh, the, the opportunity here to introduce our new leader uh, of, of the men's basketball program at the University of Utah. You know, I've had my eye on, on Craig Smith for, for a while. It's hard not to see the unbelievable success uh, that has gone on in Logan, Utah over these last few years. Um, you know, seeing them in the tournament uh, these last three years has been an incredible achievement by coach and, and, and everybody up there. Um, just just incredible work. But his work goes beyond that. It goes to the other stops along the way and everything that that he's that he's done. When I went out looking uh, for a coach, what I wanted first and foremost was someone that's passion uh, for mentoring and teaching young men the ability to communicate at the very highest of levels and to develop deep, deep relationships. You know, then we would talk about ball. That was really the, 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 the whole process for me. And boy, is this gentleman uh, have all those qualities and more. You know, people throughout the, the last few years talking about his success and how he did it. I think what I've learned at the end of the day, it's about Darcy. Did you agree to that? <laughs> There's no question. Uh, Darcy, who's on the other side of, of this Zoom and the incredible family that's here. So we've, we've learned the, the trick to that. Out kicking your coverage in this case, coach. Good recruiter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's absolutely right. So it is with absolute uh, joy, pleasure, and honor uh, to introduce Coach Craig Smith as the new head men's basketball coach at the University of Utah. Coach? Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. Uh, couldn't be more thrilled to be the men's basketball coach at the University of Utah. And thank you to Mark. Uh, just getting to know Mark, you know, his vision for our basketball program and certainly 
what I've always believed in, uh, in terms of having a successful program, uh, we're very much aligned and tied at the hip of what we're trying to do. And, you know, I'm a history guy. So where we were, where we are and where we're going. And of course, this basketball program has one of the steepest traditions in all of college basketball. And, and, and our expectation is to win and win at the highest level and do it a certain way. And, you know, we were very fortunate to do some amazing things at Utah State. And I can't thank John Hartwell, the athletic director there, uh, enough for believing in me and, and uh, President Noel Cockett and all the people that supported us. It was an amazing journey for three years going to three straight NCAA tournaments. And, and, and now, you know, moving to Utah with, uh, with the rich tradition, like we, you know, I met with the players earlier um, today and like we told them, what, what don't we have in our program? You know, and, and we have the history, we have the facilities, we have an amazing support staff and we can go on and on and on and we can get into more details on that. But our family, I want to thank Darcy. Uh, Darcy and I celebrated our 25th anniversary last year. We're, um, she's never been to Hawaii and, and we were all set to go and then COVID hit. So she's been bothering me like, hey, we're we going to get to Hawaii this summer or not. But uh, we'll see how the recruiting process goes. But um, she's an amazing person. Um, we all know the things that our, uh, wives have to go through, um, through this whole thing. My four amazing kids, Landon, uh, who's a uh, sophomore in college, Brady, a junior in high school. And of course, Carson, a ninth grader and Lauren, our fifth grader. And we're all in this thing together. Uh, we can't wait to get rolling and roll up our sleeves. We're going to work our hands to the bone, um, to put a fantastic winning, uh, team on the floor. And, um, and we can't wait to get this journey started. Great. Thank you. We'll start the uh, questions now with Alex Vehar of the Salt Lake Tribune, followed by Trevor Allen of KSL Sports and Josh Furlong of KSL.com. Go ahead, Alex. Thanks. Uh, hi, Coach. Hi, uh, Mark. Thank you guys for doing this. Coach, congrats on the, uh, on the new gig. Um, Thank you, Alex. Alex, you're always the first guy to ask the question. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it probably won't happen so much with the Utah stuff, but anyway, um, the, uh, so I, I think, uh, a lot of people were kind of surprised, especially in Logan to, um, to hear the news this morning of, of your hire. Uh, can you just kind of take us through the last, you know, 48 hours or so of kind of how this process unfolded for you on your end? Well, I'm here, you know, and it's, uh, obviously you go through that process, um, uh, couldn't be more excited. I'm thrilled. Obviously, we had three tremendous years um, at Utah State and, and, and delivered on what we said we were going to do, you know, at Utah State. And, and, you know, Utah has always been known to be one of the best, like I said in the introductory statement, one of the best basketball programs in the country. And, um, you know, like I said, with the, I'm a history major and understanding that history. And, of course, like we've talked about many times, Alex, um, this state is such a, uh, an intelligent state when it comes to everything, but specifically the, the sport of men's basketball. They understand a great product. They deeply, deeply care um, about basketball. And, and, and um, it was just the right time for myself professionally and, and our family. And um, we, like I said, we can't wait to get rolling. Okay, next we'll go to Trevor Allen, kslsports.com, followed by Josh Furlong and John Kuhn. 
Hey, Craig, congrats. Um, I just Thank wanted to, to, to get your thoughts. I mean, I know that this is all new and it's all coming at you really, really fast. It's one of the first things is to uh, take a look at the roster. And I know that there's been two players who, who have entered the portal that were a key part of last year's team. Is that, is that going to be some conversations that you're going to have moving forward? Yeah. First of all, I'm excited about the roster. Uh, you know, obviously uh, any roster and I've been down this road before a few different times, whether it's been an assistant coach or certainly as a head coach, you know, you gotta, uh, I was up late last night watching film up early this morning, watching more film and just getting, trying to get a true feel for who we are and, and trying to identify, you know, understanding our personnel, what strengths do we have? How do we need to get better? those types of things. And I'm still in that process. It's it, like you said, it's been fast and furious. Uh, I had a great meeting with the team um, earlier today. Um, just talk, just talking, you know, and, and showing empathy for, you know, just this year, it's been a long year for everybody with COVID and all that that entails, but also um, building relationships. That was the first step. I'll have individual meetings with every student athlete here shortly um, in the next few days, certainly the transfer, um, portal, you know, it's not what I think it's up to 950 or over a thousand already. I haven't looked today, uh, which is twice as high as, as it was at this time a year ago, but the transfer portal and the transfer game has been a part of the game here. Um, specifically the last few years, certainly it's at a whole nother level this year. And, and that's part of it. And, you know, people have often asked, are you for it? Are you against it? And, I've never had a strong feeling either way. I've always wanted guys in our program that are, are uh, that want to be here and that are fully invested and that are all in to making the university of Utah basketball, the best that it can be. And I'm very confident in what we've done in our past, whether it's at Utah state or university of South Dakota or Mayville state as a head coach. And we've always taken over programs that, you know, maybe weren't, um, we're kind of average or below average and been able to flip it and flip it quicker than people want. So, or quicker than people realize. And so I think we have a great nucleus. We'll negotiate through that and, and build relationships and talk expectations. And uh, I'll be able to convey to them what I see in them and how we think their role can expand or develop or how they can improve. And I think that's a constant everywhere we've been as our guys get better and they improve and, and we have a great time doing it. Our guys are going to have a great style of play. Um, they're going to have a great time while we're at it. We have a lot of fun, but we also know when to go to work. And, and I think that's a great balance to have. Next up is Josh Furlong, KSL.com, followed by John Kuhn of the Associated Press. Yeah, Mark, you talked about uh, having your eye on Craig early on. How important was it for you to be able to you know, move quickly with this hire, but and, and kind of have part of the NCAA tournament kind of looming a little bit at there to, to kind of frustrate that. But how, how, you know, how important was it to get that as well as, especially as this being your first major coaching hire here at Utah? Well, I mean, as I said, the, the front side of this whole thing, we were, we were going to take the days and time that we needed to find the very best person. Um, and you know, that's, that's what we did. I, I mean, I never try to set a, a timetable because you have to, it's about the quality rather than the, you know, the quantity of time. So, you know, that's what we did. And, and like I said, in my opening statement, we certainly had unbelievable, uh, engagement in this program, which speaks to what coach is talking about, you know, top 15, all time and wins and everything that we've accomplished here through the various different coaching staffs through the years, incredible players. So, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of incredible interest, um, 
Now, that being said, you know, I, I also recognize that we have a, an incredible group of young men in this program that were anxious to to meet their coach. And so, you know, when the decision was made, it was time to move. And, and that's what we were able to, to accomplish. And, you know, for me, the greatest part of this whole process was when I introduced coach uh, to, to his team this morning and I stepped away and, you know, and I just, you know, I, I, you were in there for quite some time actually. And I, I just, it just was very gratifying for me because I know that these young men have been, it's a very anxious time. For, for all student athletes, as, as, as Craig just talked about, it's just been a tough year. And, and this was just an added level of stress for them that I was very empathetic about. So it was a really great moment to know that they, they had their new head coach in front of them and, and, and now we're off and running. All right, there's Craig Smith and Mark Harlan. If you want to hear that whole press conference, it's up on our website at 1280thezone.com. When we come back, the best of the Jazz postgame show as the Jazz win again. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Jazz picking up wins Friday and Saturday. Really, the top of the West is cleaning up now. Even the Lakers, who'd been on a four-game slide, won a couple games this weekend. And uh, everybody in the in the West who was a contender who played yesterday, the Suns, the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Blazers, they all won. And I think we're going to see a lot of winning down the stretch by these top six teams in the West. You really want to get to one or two and see if you can play seven or eight in the playoffs, because these top six are fierce. Three, the three Three six and a four five series are going to be tough, uh, and the others may be as well. But we just know for sure the three six and four five should be. All right, here's the best of the Jazz post game show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the Zone. Jazz win two games against the Memphis Grizzlies over the weekend, Friday and Saturday night. Saturday uh, beat them one twenty six to one ten. Donovan Mitchell absolutely fantastic, thirty five points, twelve of seventeen shooting, five of seven from three, seven assists, two rebounds as well. He had twenty eight points in the. First First half, which is a career high in the first half for Donovan Mitchell. Jordan Clarkson was great as well. 28 points coming in off the bench. Rudy, another solid effort. 16, 14, and 2. Joe Ingles started in place of Mike Conley. He had 15 points and 7 assists to go along with 2 rebounds. But Royce O'Neal, 10 points in the third quarter. Played great defense on John Morant. 9 boards for Royce. 2 steals and a block. And had this to say after the game. All right, we'll get yeah. started with Tony Jones, the Athletic. Royce, I mean, um, you know, with a back-to-back and 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 a in a, in a uh, Wednesday game uh, coming up, you guys obviously this is three and four for you guys seeing Memphis. Um, is there any importance to this series? You know, just in 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 the sense that you know Memphis is battling for that eight seed, and, and you you guys are battling for that one seed, and that's a team that might be directly in your sights. Um, for a potential playoff matchup? Uh, I mean, we know they're a physical team. Uh, you know, they're going to come out and play hard every game. And we got to match that intensity, you know, and get off to great starts. I mean, you know, we haven't been having the best, but, you know, I feel like these games, you know, prepare us and, you know, help us get better, you know, the ways we can come out. And we just got to focus on ourselves. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. 
Royce Donovan had a pretty incredible first half, putting up 28 points on just 12 shots. From your perspective, what was working for him? What was he doing out there to kind of take advantage of what Memphis was giving him? I mean, he was just getting to his spots. I mean, uh, you know, Donovan, you know, he get hot real quick. Uh, you know, we give him the ball and let him keep going. Um, he's, you know, I think his efficiency, you know, this year has been great. You know, him finding open guys and then just, you know, just being more comfortable with the shots he's, you know, that they're giving it to him. Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Royce, kind of piggybacking off of Tony's earlier question. How specifically have these back-to-backs helped prepare for potential playoff situations, if at all? Uh, I mean, you know, they're kind of like, you know, many playoff series, uh, you know, game to game, making different adjustments, you know, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, you know, um, making a game plan on how we can stop them. And then, you know, us just executing, you know, playing defense, um, making those defensive stops, you know, create our offense and then us just getting easy buckets. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Royce, uh, uh, you know, the defense on John Morant had a, was better tonight. He had a tough game. Kind of what was the difference between tonight versus last night on, on that? I mean, just trying to make him, you know, uncomfortable, you know, uh, you know, trying to beat him to spots. You know, he's, he's a great player. I mean, he, you know, he finds his teammates, you know, finishes at the basket, makes shots, uh, but just giving them different looks, uh, you know, making things tough for him, you know, throwing different coverages at him, and, you know, just focusing on playing our defense, really. Last question, follow-up from Eric Walden. Royce, in addition to the defense that you were playing on Jaw, especially in that third quarter, you also dropped all 10 of your points in that third quarter stretch. What was working for you at that point? Yeah, I was just, you know, guys were finding me. You know, our defense led to the offense. Uh, you know, getting out in transition, you know, getting those easy buckets, knocking down open threes, uh, you know, creating for everybody else as well. All right, that was Royce O'Neal uh, as he had a great game, uh, particularly in the third quarter. Let's now go ahead and hear from Donovan Mitchell. All right, we'll get started here. First question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don. So it seemed like you were just incredibly confident in that first half, those walk-up threes that you were hitting. Just what was going through your mind as as you're scoring 28 points on just 12 shots? Um, the biggest thing was being aggressive. Um Obviously, with Mike out, you know, fall, fell a lot. Uh, the ball's in my hands and, and Joe's hands a lot a lot more. You know, I understand with the, with the man down, we got everybody has to raise their level. And I just did it through scoring. You know, some days it's it's passing. Some days it's rebound. Like whatever, some days it's defense, you know, but doing whatever is necessary. Um, and that was just my mindset, just be aggressive. Understanding they were going to come out and play hard after last night. And, you know, I think we all, as a group, did a great job of continuing to apply pressure throughout the entire game. Tony Jones, the athletic. Donovan, two-part question. Um, number one, can you just like kind of describe like, you know, what happens in the throws of competition, like, kind of you talking back and forth and it's like friendly banter, you know, yeah. specifically talking about you and Dylan. And the second thing, um, you know, what, you know, you guys three and four, um, knowing that you guys could possibly see this team down the line in, in, the, in the postseason, what what does this series mean to you guys? Um, you know, I think I'll start the first thing. I think it's, it's all part of the game. It's fun. You know, I think that's what makes the game fun. You know, I grew up playing basketball in New York City where that's all that was, just trash talk and noise, you know, and I think that's that's what makes the competition level, you know, fun. 
Um, so that's all that was, you know, and as far as, you know, understanding that they're a team that's, you know, on the rise, you know, they got young guys ready to hoop, you know, guys out there being physical, doing what they do. Um, they, they're, they're a tough team to play, you know, so just being able to go out there and just set the tone early. Uh, we see these guys again in a few days and you know, I imagine it'll be just as physical and just as chirpy, but that's part of it. That's what makes basketball fun. That's what makes the game fun. Um, you know, and it's never personal, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, but, you know, I think understanding that, you know, I didn't even know they were in the nice seat. Uh, they're eight, eight, nine, whatever seat they are. Um, so it could be a matchup, but, you know, I didn't even know that, to be honest. So I wouldn't say we look, we're looking at that. But at the end of the day, just going out there and just being aggressive and, you know, doing what's necessary. Brian Miller, KSL. Hey, Don, have these back-to-backs kind of taught you anything about how this team is going to be in a playoff situation in a preparation mode? Um, I think having the bubble experience, you know, but being most of these guys uh, for three or four years as a group, I think we, we've seen how we rise to occasions, we've, we've, how we respond. You know, we think, you know, for us to have let the lead up last game, you know, to have it be a three-point game, you know, we understood that, you know, we had to come out, make the first punch and continue to fight, continue to fight, understanding that they're not going to go away. Um, so I think that's one thing we've definitely seen, the hunger and continuous hunger and continuous uh, foot on the foot on the gas throughout the entire game. I think that's something that we've definitely taken uh, to another level. But, you know, we, we can continue to do that. You know, there's a few errors we had in the third quarter. Um, it's natural when you get up by that much. But, you know, if we want to be who we want to be, those can't happen. You know, a few of them on myself um, as well. And just just going through it, you know, understanding that, you know, we want to be the, the final team standing and we got to continue to chomp at the bit and, and lay brick by brick to, to be there. Andy Larson, Select Tribune. Don Roy said something interesting that basically he thought one of the reasons you were so successful tonight was that you were getting to your spots. And I was curious kind of what you think kind of your spots are right now that you're, you're trying to find on the court. Um, you know, the the definitely the rim and the three are the, the the main ones, but I think the mid range is helping me out a lot. You know, it's not necessarily the shot that you know the the everybody in the NBA takes, but you know I think it opens up a lot for me. You know, because it forces the bigs to be up, and not necessarily just for me scoring. It forces them to have to be up to respect the shot. I'm getting by, and then I'm finding guys, and also makes defense change their coverages. Whether I'm hitting the three or the mid range, you know, and I'm able to they're blitzing I'm able to hit guys and we have such great shooters uh, and trusting my teammates and finding them and it makes everything easier on, on both ends I think that's that's been the biggest thing you know just understanding and feeling the game feeling where I'm going to get my shots at and feeling where I'm going to get my teammate shots at um, I feel like that's been the biggest thing but I think the the, the rim and the three are obviously um, the easy ones but I think the mid-range being able to play in that pocket find find things and whether it's a shot a pass or whatever it may be uh, just kind of playing with that Follow up from Eric Walden. Don, I know you haven't had much of a chance to interact with him yet and, and just a few minutes of garbage time at the end of the game tonight, but what are your early impressions of Matt Thomas? Um, actually, um, every time I did the cold tub in the bubble, Matt was there. So we've actually gotten to know each other pretty well. Um, you know, he's, he's you know, a great person, first and foremost. Um, I think the biggest thing, obviously, stands out is his three-point shooting, but his knowledge of the game, he's cerebral. He knows knows where to get to. Um, now, this is his first game uh, out here with us, but, you know, he was running plays uh, after one morning of scripting, which is kind of figuring out where to be. You know, that tells you everything you need to know about his IQ, his, his level of IQ, and, you know, we trust him to shoot the ball, and, you know, his number's going to be called, and he's going to be ready to shoot, ready to do his thing. But, you know, I've, I've known him, 
I guess for since the bubble. Um, and, you know, rumor has it he's a pretty good golfer too. So we'll have to see about that. That was Donovan Mitchell, 35 points, seven assists, and two rebounds. Let's uh, wrap up the player sound by hearing from the newest jazz man, Matt Thomas. All right. Nice to meet you. We'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Matt. Good to see you over the Zoom and welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I, I just, uh, Donovan was just talking about um, how quickly you've been picking up the plays at practice and just curious how you're acclimating so far and your early impressions of your teammates. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a crazy, what's it been, maybe like 48 hours now since I got the news, uh, roughly. So it's been, it's been wild, you know, packing up your life and moving across country and then just trying to, like you kind of touched on, just get acclimated to – uh, the team and my teammates and obviously like the, the system and the, and the plays and everything. But, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to do everything I can to pick things up, ask questions. And, um, my teammates have been amazing and, and same with the coaching staff, just top down is, is a, a first class organization. And, um, it's no coincidence why, you know, we're the number one team in the league, have the best record in the league and have, you know, consistently been going to the playoffs every single year. Next up, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Hey, Matt, I'm, um, I'm Tony Jones. Nice to meet you. Um, um, I, I guess my question is, um, you know, what's it been like, you know, acclimating, knowing that you have a guy here in George that, that you played with for three years, that, you know, you kind of lived across the hall from uh, mm-hmm. at, Iowa, at Iowa State and just generally have a, a, a long-term friendship with, you know, so how, how has that helped you kind of acclimate to, to, uh, to, 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 to the jazz in the Salt Lake? Yeah. I mean, having George is, is obviously huge for me. Uh, like you touched on, um, we played three years together, uh, at Iowa state, you know, and we've been uh, really close friends, you know, or we grew that friendship then and have been really close friends ever since. Um, and actually in the bubble, just from me being around George and like grabbing, you know, breakfast with him or a meal or, um, stuff like that. I was actually around other guys from the jazz. Um, I know Donovan, uh, I met him out there and got to know him a little bit and Joe and, um, just a few other guys just doing, uh, we all had like ice baths, um, out by the pool together, a bunch of the team. So there was times, um, where, um, we were all together, I guess out there. And, um, that just gave, you know, us some familiarity with each other too. And is helping me, uh, um, adapt and adjust, I think a little bit quicker as well. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Matt, just wanted to know kind of what you think about your fit for this team kind of on both ends of the floor. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the way I play uh, is a perfect fit for the the way the Jazz plays. Obviously, uh, you know, Coach Q likes to play fast and get up a lot of threes, and um, that's what I love to do. That's what um, I'm, I'm best at doing. And that's, you know, why I'm in the league. Right. Um, so they play the right way. They make the extra pass. Um, everyone can kind of shoot pass and dribble. And, uh, it's a really, really dynamic offense. Then defensively just kind of, uh, you, know, you have the best big in the league with Rudy and just being able to kind of funnel everything to him. And, um, I think it's a, uh, like, like I said, just a, a really good fit, not only for me as a player, but as a person, um, I think I'm going to fit in really well with, um, the way, uh, guys are on this team, just the personalities of this team and um, just the values and everything um, that they stand for. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. 
Matt, how familiar familiar are you with just kind of the stuff the Jazz run? Like, do you think you know 10% of the plays, or is it less than that? Is it more than that? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm starting to catch on. I, I uh, had a little walkthrough this morning and tried to pick up as much as I could, but that's all – that's all I've gotten so far. Um, and I'm just trying to be a sponge and, you know, watch and learn, um, while, when I'm not in the game. Um, but you know, like, like you said, with, with my relationship with George, um, I've always, you know, watched the jazz when they're on TV or, you know, tried to follow them when I could. So that also gives me a little leg up, um, just kind of knowing how they play. Um, but no, I, it's hard to put a percentage on it right now. Next up, Niall Campbell, utahjazz.com. Hi, Matt. Nice to meet you. Um, so George said that he immediately reached out to you, you know, when he heard the news, he wanted to know what that initial conversation was like. And then do you know anything about the state of Utah or Salt Lake City? Um, yeah. So George, yeah. I mean, typical George, he FaceTimed me right away and he was all happy. Obviously I was, I was really excited about the move. Um, just to, again, um, kind of reunite with him and then, um, it's, it's, I'm pretty fortunate to be able to join the, join the best team in the league, like I touched on. Um, and I think it's a great fit for me, uh, moving forward in my career. So I'm, I'm really happy about being here. And, um, uh, in, in regards to your question about Utah, I don't know a ton. Um, I was just asked, uh, earlier if I had been here outside of the NBA and I, I did play at Iowa state, we played uh, BYU my freshman year in Provo. So that was another only other time in Utah. Um, I love like the outdoors and like, I've heard there's a lot of, um, obviously with the mountains here and, and there's a bunch of cool national parks. So that's stuff that I can definitely get into in the off season. I'm looking forward to. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Matt. So when we were talking to George the other day, he mentioned that on uh, that right before the trade deadline, Dennis Lindsay had come to him as he was getting shots up and, he panicked thinking that he was the one being traded and instead that Dennis was asking him about you and then told him that you guys were teammates. Um, what was your immediate reaction when you found out that the deal had been struck and you were on your way to the jazz? Um, well, I, it's funny. I was actually on the golf course playing golf when it, when I found out. Um, so all of a sudden my, obviously my phone's blown up, talked to my agent and then I'm, you know, talking to, you know, the front office people with the Raptors and then also with the jazz. And I had to get off the course pretty quick. Cause, um, obviously I was going to be on a flight, uh, here, uh, in the next 12 hours. But I was, I, like I said, I was excited because, um, not only I'm, I'm joining the best team in the league. Um, I, and I, I keep saying it, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I do think it's a perfect fit, uh, for me and in the way I play and also just, uh, from a personality and just like a teammate standpoint, I think I'm just going to fit in really well with the guys here. So uh, I'm really excited about the move and um, I'm really looking forward to um, the run we're going to make this season. Last one's a follow-up from Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. All right. So George also said that he would love to see you in a shooting battle with Joe and Boyan. <laughs> How do you think <laughs> that would end? Um, yeah, both those guys can shoot it, um, extremely well. Um, I'm, I'm a confident shooter myself, so I'm going to put myself up against, against anyone, but 
Um, I guess it's all speculation until until it happens, but um, I think it would definitely be competitive. There's Matt Thomas in seven minutes. Uh, went scoreless. Did have three turnovers, but uh, you can tell he's excited to be on this Utah Jazz team. Let's wrap up the sound from Saturday night with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. All right, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, after Memphis dominated the second half last night, how pleased are you with the way your group came out all four quarters tonight? Well, they're a good team, and it's uh, particularly when you, you – know, we came out of the gate strong. I think uh, you see leads evaporate all the time um, in this league. That happened in some ways uh, the other night, last night. Um, but I thought we really – we had a couple stretches where we turned the ball over um, and gave them some things in transition. But uh, by and large, I thought we did a good job you know, adjusting to the game when they went zone. And, uh, you know, I like the fact that we ran. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. When Donovan scores 28 points in the first half on just 12 shots tonight, what was he doing that made him so kind of effective and efficient uh, early on, especially? Well, I think he... You know, he really pushed the ball at the beginning of the possessions, which I think puts him in a mindset that's um, an attacking mindset. Um, but he was also, you know, he was attacking, but he was creating. And, you know, a lot of the catch-and-shoot threes, um, you know, he created space where he wasn't hugging the line, where he had some, you know, he shoots the ball with range. And, you know, we're confident when he shoots the ball. But he also got in, you know, he did, did everything. He got in the paint had his eyes out and found people. Um, I thought this is one of the best defensive efforts he's had too. And I know that's something um, that we've talked about and he, he takes a lot of pride in. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, yesterday you talked about not adjustments, but, you know, putting an emphasis on the things you needed to do better. Did you see that tonight? Yeah, there, you know, there's always little things that, you know, maybe are noticeable or not. Um, but I thought transition defense, I thought we better, I haven't seen the, I'm too blind to look at the offensive rebounds. Um, but I thought we did a better job, you know, protecting the paint and, you know, our guards got involved more and, uh, but you know, the, the transition defense might've been the biggest thing, you know, the two ends of the possession, getting back and then closing a possession. And when we do that, we're able to get out and run. Last one follow up from Kristen Kenny. Coach Donovan, you can just see him talking more, talking more to teammates, to refs. Uh, what can you say about his maturity at this point and just how much the game has really slowed down for him? Well, you know, watching Donovan evolve as a player, um, there's obviously more there. He's hungry. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about his efficiency and that was, you know, that was one of the really the best thing about tonight is he was efficient in so many ways. I, I thought he really didn't force himself on the game. Um, he had opportunities to score and he took them. Uh, he found other people, but I, I, I thought he picked his spots and, you know, he's capable of having those kind of nights um, to do it on the amount of shots that he took. Um, says a lot about the reads he was making, you know, during the course of a possession. And again, I, I think it starts in the backcourt, um, you know, where he's seeing the floor as he's receiving the ball. Uh, and that allows him to, 
you know, to, to, to read the floor and see where guys are and position the ball where, where it needs to be and also to attack. There you go, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. The Jazz have won five consecutive games. They beat the Grizzlies on Saturday night, 126-110. to Next up, Jazz take on the Cavs here at Vivint Arena. On uh, Coming up tonight, that game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. There's the best of the Jazz postgame show. When we come back, what is trending? Stay with us.